Welcome to Since You Asked with Jim Barrier on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Send Jim your questions about the Bible and Christianity to jim at cgmradio.com. Subscribe to Since You Asked by visiting us online at cgmradio.com slash ask. And now, here's your host, Jim Barrier. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down on green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That is the 23rd Psalm. It is one of the most well-known and oft-quoted passages of Scripture or literature, for that matter. It is most commonly read at funerals, but it really applies to the life of faith in every application. Most of the time, it is remembered in the King James Version, so I am using that translation today for this study. We will look at it a line at a time. The psalm begins... The Lord is my shepherd. David himself was a shepherd, which is why he uses this analogy. He knows a shepherd's heart. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. During the Jesus movement and subsequent charismatic renewal, it became popular to say, It's not about religion, it's about relationship. And though it sounds cliche, it is very true. Jesus said when he was praying to his father in his high priestly prayer of John chapter 17, This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Jesus continues in his discourse about the shepherd. The one who does not enter by the door into the fold is a thief and a robber. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came so that they would have life and have it abundantly. The one who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The sheep listen to his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he puts all of his sheep outside, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him, because they know his voice. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hireling, and not a shepherd, who is not the owner of the sheep, sees the wolf coming, and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters the flock. He flees because he is a hireling, and does not care about the sheep. It distresses me to see preachers who make so much money fleecing their flock, and they will change jobs or move to another ministry if they can make more money. 
These are hirelings. They are not in it for the sheep. They are in it for themselves. Jesus is the good shepherd. He knows his sheep, and they know him, and he lays down his life for his sheep. Back to Psalm 23. I shall not want. Jesus said, Do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow nor reap nor gather crops into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more important than they? And which of you by worrying can add a single day to his life's span? Why are you worried about clothing? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor, they do not spin thread for cloth. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Do not worry then, saying, What are we to eat, or what are we to drink, or what are we to wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be provided to you. I shall not want implies I shall not worry. Paul said, Not that I speak from need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with little, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I shall not want implies I shall be content. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. In his book, A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23, Philip Keller points out that sheep will not rest until there is freedom from fear of predators, tension with other sheep, aggravation from flies and parasites, and hunger. We know that the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. But we also know that greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Sheep's fear of predators can extend to anything that startles them. It might not even be a real threat, but they can't discern the difference. Sometimes the world is just a scary place. Jesus said, In the world you will have trouble, but have courage. I have overcome the world. There will always be things that trouble us. We need to trust the shepherd to protect us. Sheep will not rest when there is tension with other sheep. Too many Christians are robbed of peace because of tension with other sheep in the fold. And often that tension is a result of unforgiveness. Romans 12 says, 
If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all people. And sheep can't rest if they're hungry. That's why the shepherd leads them into green pastures. But you never see a shepherd grabbing a sheep by the head and tilting his head back and cramming grass down his throat. The sheep need to graze. You can graze in the scriptures. Jesus said, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We'll get to flies in just a little bit. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Jesus said, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. The one who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. He restoreth my soul. The word restore means to bring back. Jesus will leave 99 sheep to bring back one who has wandered off. I have a friend who restores old cars. He finds a car that is broken down and rusted out and of little worth. Then with skill and care, he brings it back to its original beauty. When we stray from the shepherd's care, he will bring us back to the place we need to be. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Jesus didn't call people to build a building or start a religion. He called people to follow him. The old hymn says, Where he leads me, I will follow. And it is for his name's sake. He has staked his reputation on how well he cares for us. A word about pastors, who are the under-shepherds. There is a difference between a shepherd and a rancher. A shepherd leads his flock and calls them by name. A rancher drives cattle and counts heads. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. The armies of Israel shook in fear as they faced Goliath in the valley. But David said, The Lord delivered me from a lion and a bear, and he will deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. The Lord will deliver you from your worst fears. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The rod was used as a weapon to ward off enemies. Moses was also a shepherd, and God used his rod to perform many miracles to deliver God's people. The rod speaks to us of the power of God to deliver. The staff was a long stick with a hook on the end. It was used to prod the sheep when they needed to keep moving, and it was used to pull them back when they were going the wrong way. Jesus promised to send a comforter to lead and guide us. The staff speaks to us about the comforter, the Holy Spirit. Thou preparest a table before me. My wife and I recently went on a cruise ship. One of the most memorable events was dining at the chef's table. Right in the middle of the galley, 
A table was spread for 11 passengers on the cruise. The head chef prepared a special meal and explained each course to us. We dined while surrounded by water with no land in sight, not far from the Bermuda Triangle and where sharks are common. But my attention was on the table prepared for me. In the presence of mine enemies. While David dealt with political and military enemies, my enemies are not flesh and blood. They are principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. I can stand firm, equipped in his armor. Thou anointest my head with oil. In the summer, sheep can be tormented by flies. They will scratch and butt their heads against anything to resist them. This would often injure the sheep. The shepherd would anoint the sheep's head with oil to administer healing and keep the flies away. One of the devil's nicknames is Beelzebub, which means Lord of the Flies. He is constantly trying to torment God's flock. And often, we resort to our own measures, which can cause us further pain. Oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. First John tells us we have an anointing from the Holy One. My cup runneth over. Give, and it will be given to you, poured into your lap, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Remember the good shepherd said, I came so that they would have life and have it abundantly. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Some translations read, Only goodness and mercy. Goodness is favor or grace. Grace is when you get what you don't deserve. Mercy is when you don't get what you do deserve. Goodness and mercy follow those who follow the shepherd. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Abundant life is not only in this life on earth. It is everlasting life. Jesus said to his followers, Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If that were not so, I would have told you, because I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I am coming again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you will be also. This passage is also read at funerals all the time, but it is actually about a wedding. In Jesus' time, when a young man was betrothed to be married, he would go to his father's property and build a house for himself and his bride to dwell in. We follow the Good Shepherd in this life and right into eternity in his presence. If it were not so, I would have told you. This is Jim Barrier on Since You Asked.
Since You Asked is a production of Jim Barrier and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash ask. Thank you.